0: Welcome back to another episode of Vancouver and Whistler, places where we're going to tell you all about all the cool places in and around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss. We have Dave and we have Graham. We've got authors of 111 places in Whistler and 111 places in Vancouver. Uh, So guys, what are we going to talk about today? Whistler, Vancouver, somewhere south, somewhere in between?
1: no we're going to talk about whistler and we're going to talk we couldn't get more deep into the heart of whistler than the actual mountain and uh a little up we don't talk a lot about skiing because the book is a 111 places whistler is a four seasons guidebook and when graham and i wrote it we thought we need 10 or 11 stories about the mountain and about skiing or maybe five or six stories can't remember how many were Mm -hmm. you know because you couldn't write it we're writing about things for tourists to do up there and there's much more than skiing um But we wanted to put in some skiing stories. And so this is one of them. Yeah. And this is a story about the trail maps, which when you're skiing up there, um, when you look at when you see a big uh you get off the side of the trail and there's a big, you know, board up there that shows where um, you know, where all the different runs are and what chairlifts you take, and it describes all of the different um, you know, amenities, and it's all kind of bundled together into one. It makes sense. You never give it any thought, but whose whose artwork? was behind that, that trail map, that depiction of the mountain. That is true. I have
0: actually never thought about that at all, but I've seen, I've looked at those signs all the time, every time I'm up there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The signs and they're also transposed onto a paper map.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they're on an app somewhere now, or on a website and everything. Well, I tell you
1: something, um, and, and Graham, I, w- I want you to jump in there because I, I'm gonna—I get so excited about this. I don't want to <laughs> dominate this, but I'm just gonna stop talking for a sec. So, what are your thoughts about trail maps and Whistler, and before I become a motor mouth?
2: Well, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, I—I uh, I sort of overlook them. Um, yeah. You know, because it's always in—you know—whenever you're looking for a map, you're trying to find something out. So I don't know how many times I've been on a ski hill and I've, I've been trying to figure out where am I and where am I going and right. how do I get to the run that I want to get to? And I'm just like looking at this map and trying to figure that out. And I don't yeah. really stop to think about it. No, um, you're, you're, on the,
1: you're getting off the green chair and you want to go over to harmony and you're going right. to then symphony yeah. and you want to, on the way there, you want to ski down. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, um, green acres. Yeah. And all of that information has to be conveyed to you somehow.
2: But you know, it's a really great way of of conveying it. Like well, they could do, a, they could do a satellite image, or they could do some, you know any kind of other things that you could do. But they do this uh, particular art style. I, I think it's really neat, actually, because you know, you I don't know if you've uh, seen like uh, some sort of illustration of Paris in eighteen sixty or London from the air or something, and you think. Well, somebody had to sit there on the ground and try to imagine, you know, how do you, how do I, how am I going to draw this city or this right. town? And this is what the Ski Hill artist that you're going to tell us about right. does too. In his, well, means, in his mind, he's able to come yeah. up with this sort of 3D uh, that's, representation that's of where you are. And it's a really cool art form.
1: You just mm-hmm. said the key, taking something 3D, a mountain, and turning it into something 2D, a piece of paper, you know? Right. And yeah. the app is great, but the app's not big enough. I mean, the mountain is so massive. You can't put it onto a two-inch by three-inch screen. Sorry, it just doesn't work. <laughs> and um, the the art of uh, making maps is called cartography. And uh, yeah. it's more of a science. But this gentleman, his name is James Niehaus. And he is an artist that paints all these maps. And he's had the contract to do Whistler for 30 or 40, 30 or 40 years. Oh, wow. And he's done pretty well every major mountain on planet Earth. Yeah, oh I didn't realize that
2: until you wrote this chapter, Dave. But um, I was—I had—I had worked with his art before a long, long time ago in, in Calgary. When you were uh, with Lake Louise, with Lake Louise, Sunshine Village. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. in, the, in the ad business, and we used to print the guide for Sunshine Village, and we would use that map. And that would be in the printed piece that we'd be in. I'd spend yeah. hours kind of going through, making sure that we've got everything on there correct. And I proofread it and all this sort of stuff. But I never really thought about who the artist was until yeah, well, you, this, wrote, until you yeah. wrote this story. And I looked him up and I was like, oh, he it's did Sunshine guy. Village.
1: The uh, the guy's name or the, 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 the chapter is called The Rembrandt of Snow. I mean, because he paints. That's and nowadays everything is digitized and it's done on a computer, but he still uses a brush and paints every tree He comes and visits the mountain with a helicopter and takes notes and does sketches, goes back to Colorado where he lives. And then his studio creates these beautiful panoramic images. And um, he just published a book. It's a beautiful Mm. coffee table book with about 150 different mountains that he does all over North America, Europe, Canada. And uh, Whistler is just one of his accounts. I think he does gross in Cyprus. And like you told me that he does sunshine, but. You know, to, can you imagine your whole life has been dedicated to one discipline, and that's painting maps that you, in turn, commercialize for for operators of these mountains that buy the maps off of you. And I'm sure there's many people that do this, but he is the the numero uno, like the number one guy, in the world that is sought after. And James Niehaus, if next time you're skiing up at Whistler and you go into one of these, you know, on the side of the trail and see the see the uh, the big sign, look for his signature. And here's one more interesting thing really quickly during COVID, they stopped handing out the trail maps like the paper ones. Uh, okay. Um, now we were up there last week and we got our hands on a paper one. So they, they haven't discontinued it. I don't, don't ask me why COVID has anything to do with paper maps, but that you couldn't get them in the last two years. I was worried they discontinued hmm. it, but they haven't. Yeah.
2: That's kind still of funny. His,
1: still his, his map, his design, his original drawings, and it's been a mainstay at Whistler for 40
0: years. No James has artwork. I had never actually even thought of the fact I just assumed that they were all just designed to look very similar when you go to different ski hills and stuff like that but I had no idea it's the same guy who does all of them I and it's like you were saying Graham I, I think I barely pay attention most of the time because you're looking at it for a certain reason you want to get somewhere it goes somewhere and you're not really looking at the map but it's well amazing.
2: I'm, I'm I was going to save this for my final thought but I'm I'm going uh, to jump in pre-empt, preempt myself I'm on his website James N, N-, 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 N-
1: i e h a u s or h a u e s. It's
2: James niehue dot Um, and you know, I'm just looking at it is art, you know, it's fantastic. But he's it, got Whistler, uh, Jackson Hole, uh, Breckenridge, Vale, Park City, and canyons ski map. The, the shadows, Valley, the
1: clouds, the, uh, the masses canyons. It's Winter beautiful artwork. Park,
2: um, he's just, he's, there's, there's loads of them, um, Colorado, Utah, Vermont, Wyoming. Um, but you can, you can buy these as prints wow. and you, you can get yep. them, like get them framed. And it's, um, uh, you know, your place in uh, Whistler, Dave, you've got all kinds of stuff on the walls. It really makes the place look, you know, there's no doubt you're in Whistler when you're at, at, at your place, but I think if you're into mountains and you're into skiing, uh, to have one of these um done large yeah and and framed it up on the wall i mean it's just uh... if
1: you get a chance to buy his um his coffee table book he talks about as a kid he used to dream about skiing in different mountains over north america and he'd sleep in a bunk bed and he'd pin he'd pin the different ski mountains that his family planned to go to above him and dream about them all night long and look at them and study them and so his parents i guess would take him on a holiday somewhere and he'd pin the map up on the top of his bunk bed you know looking up at it and um he says the stuff that boyhood dreams were made of. He'd memorize each run. It was important to him. Ski maps were what it was all about, the anticipation of the trip. And um, I don't know if they're still as important to people with apps <laughs> and the, the new computer age, but um the uh, the old marketing manager of uh, of Blackcomb Whistler was a guy named David Perry, and he uh, he said that the these um trail maps were the most important marketing uh, vehicle that that Blackcomb Whistler had. That this was really the heart of their, um, you know, their focus is to produce a wonderful trail map that would come out every year. And it was always James Neihouse's artwork. And one year they decided not to use his artwork oh, wow. and deviate from it. And they used kind of a Disney-like cartoony map, you know. Oh, yeah. you, you could imagine the maps being done in a stylized Disney-like fashion. And they, the blowback was immense that people just complained <laughs> and said, what the hell is this? Get us a real map, you know. Yeah. He's in his 80s. And he's a really interesting guy and, and the you, coffee
2: table did, book. Did late 70s, you, you were in touch with him by email, weren't you? We,
1: we exchanged emails and he had an agent that I worked with to get the artwork for the book. And, um, you know, his, his story is he was he was ill as a kid when he was like 12 or 13 years old. He spent three or four months in bed and his, his mom bought him a, a, an art kit and he started painting back then. And his whole life, he's been painting mountains all over the world for trail maps. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable story. If there's a dream job. It's, that's definitely one of the ones that's up there, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, that's another aspect of it that I kind of like about the story. This is occasionally you come across people who are making a good living at doing something that, you know, if you were to bet against it, you, you would most certainly win. Like, who would come up with an idea like, what are you going to do? I'm going to do... <laughs> Yeah, there's no, deal there's no high
0: school career counselors I like. Yeah, I,
2: mean, yeah, yeah I think
1: you should go into track. trail map drawing for mount <laughs> resorts around the world.
2: Yeah. You'd do it be quick like, before oh someone
1: else beats you to it. You I
2: mean, know, but it's just occasionally you, you you come across people who just have this, as you're saying, Dave, this boyhood dream where they've got this dream or a vision or a, or a passion or a compulsion or something. They just have to do it. You know, just have and, to do and it I think and he does thing. it and he does it really really well it's and just, you've got to have
1: real talent like it's not yeah. like he, you know you, you his his brain to fly over in a helicopter take some sketches and then turn it into something that millions of people are going to use at every mountain every year to find their way around because you're you're conveying a lot of information like the ski resort probably wants you to have the restaurants and to have the different lift areas but you might know that well you gotta understand i need to have this bluff in here i need to demonstrate this indentation in order to have the where the restaurant is make sense because there's so much information going on to take something 3d
0: and turn it into 2d you know Mm -hmm. wow and i think dave you touched on something i was going to say it was like like his vision and his painting has now like shaped the view of like how millions and millions of people see what's for save them like, yeah yeah, exactly. the whether they, yeah whether yeah, they've been yeah. there or whether they haven't been there or whether they've seen the maps in person or just looked it up and wanted to go like it, it what he has done is like created the, the vision in people's mind of what whistleblack can be
1: yeah well, his coffee table book is is really cool. It's got like 150 or 60 trail maps in there, all double-thread stories on each one of them, his life. And if anybody's into skiing, I'd encourage them to, to buy that book because it, it'll blow your mind, this guy's life. And I, I'm just sorry I never got to, to meet him or talk to him. I mean, he's still around, but I mean, we, we exchanged emails. I so mean, he just sounded like a real cool guy. Hmm. And he gave us the, he gave us the permission to use his photo, use his artwork in our book. And um, and it's chapter eighty in one hundred and eleven places in Whistler that you must not miss.
0: Yeah. Okay, I know Graham. You jumped the gun and told. I think you said your final thought, but Dave, do you have a final thought. And Graham, well, I got another one. Go, okay. ahead. Go, Go
1: ahead. Graham's, yeah, Graham's you know, I, brain I, never stops working. There never is a final <laughs> thought.
2: I I scrambled, but I was paying attention to everything you were saying. I was I was not trying to desperately come up with another final thought, but um, <laughs> thank you. you no, know, I I did. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i wouldn't expect anything less of you but to pay, have a real sharp focus on what i'm saying please
2: always but you know i was just thinking of 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 art um and so, and some of the other art things that we had uh, in the book and i remember um, going into the uh adele campbell fine art gallery uh located in the in the western um she's the representative for um one of the other artists who we included in the book, um, but I would just sort of encourage people too, is that, you know, if you can get up on the hill and you can see the um, the Rembrandt of Art um, illustration of the ski hill, that's great. If you can't, there's some other good uh, galleries and some other art and sculptures uh, around in Whistler that are very, very much uh, worth seeing as well. And um, the uh, uh, Adele's, uh, Adele Campbell's gallery, I thought was, uh, was a pretty cool one to begin. Begin there and then work your way around. Hmm. Dave. That's my additional final thought. What's there. Your additional Mike? final
0: thought. Dave, what's your final thoughts?
1: Um, in my uh, career, when I worked for the Canucks and Grizzlies uh, back in the '90s, we would always do um, competitive analysis, like who, who's our biggest competitors. And we, um, you know, you'd think that uh, the Canucks NHL hockey team, what, what what is the competitors that we have? You'd want to say the BC Lions or the Whitecaps, but it wasn't the case. It really was Whistler Blackcomb because we felt that if you had discretionary income you know, when you were a young man, our target audience was a young man between the ages of 25 and 40, you know, and you were quite affluent, and you might buy season's tickets to the Canucks, or you might just buy a ski pass for Whistler Blackcomb. And I always found that really interesting. And then, and then yeah. we, took, we put them on as a sponsor and we'd have marketing meetings with the people of Whistler Blackcomb because they're, they're paying us money now for rink boards and courtside signage and player appearances. And now we're getting to know them and we're comparing our numbers and, uh, Back then, between the Canucks and Grizzlies and all the events at, at uh, Rogers Arena, we would attract about 2 million visits a year, and that was what Whistler Clone was attracting, about 2 million mm-hmm. visits a year, you know? So we had a lot going on, sharing information. We were competitors, yet we were collaborating, and that's when I met this guy, David Perry, who said that, you know, our our, our most important marketing uh, focus is our, is our trail map, and that's where we focus on it and get it printed on good stock. We print up hundreds of thousands of them hand them out people take them home with them and uh i didn't know that you know 30 years later i'd be writing a story about the guy that was the artist behind these trails maps you know so life
0: is funny yeah that was a great one okay i actually don't have a final thought on this one Other than go <laughs> you're always thinking mike though there I'm is no final thinking. thought because you are always thinking always going always going but <laughs> my final thought is go go up on the mountain if you can if you ski if you don't uh, you can always go up. I always see people up there uh, walking around in their, um, you know, non-ski gear, and it's always fun yeah. to see that. So uh, so if you even if you don't have, uh, even if you're not getting up and skiing in snowboarding, go and check out these maps and just kind of think about it. I know I'm going to think about it a lot more. I'm going up uh, on Saturday, so I'm going to take a closer look at the map this time because I have not thought about the ski maps nearly as much uh as as we've ever as we talked about today but uh as i always say i want to make sure you guys come back next week but as we get a little bit closer to our ten thousand numbers we want to just uh, remind everyone thank you so much for listening and also just make sure you go on if you've got the time to uh to comment uh, and to like us on apple um apple podcast spotify podcast wherever you listen to podcasts just go on there and it really helps us get the word out there and it'll get us a little closer to that ten thousand number um we're uh getting up to that one soon. But like I was starting to say, make sure that you come back next week. And we're going to tell you about more interesting places. We got way more to go all around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss. So let's see you next time.